RPG for You and Me presents a special Patreon miniseries. Welcome to Silica Valley. Sia points at the yellow dot and says, "Ah, that's us. Hmm. Is this sign illuminate, like backlit still, or is it just dark and like kind of dingy looking? It's dark and dingy looking. There is no natural light down here whatsoever. Well, I say natural light. There's no natural sunlight. I think there probably are patches where you might see a scattered quarry crystal or like a small pool here or there that cast off a dim glow. But your dark side is definitely what is allowing you to make things out down here. It's cavernous for all purposes. Okay, and uh, I would imagine around where the quarry crystals and the pools and stuff are, I would imagine it looks very, very bright to me and to us. Given probably, uh, yeah, my I don't, I don't think sex. it's blinding in any way, but it's, it's a hot yeah. beacon on your predator vision. <laughs> it just like it kind of like illuminates as if it were a light oh, source, yeah. like, like a room light, you know. Yeah, I think it would probably normally be pitch blackness, but there are enough scattered core sources that it gives off like two points of ambient light, reducing it to a four point penalty. And because you guys mm-hmm. have that active, that reduces it to zero. So you have no effective illumination penalties here. Okay, cool. So which uh, which store uh, should we uh, check out first? I'm going to take a like a, a pull off of my can of a. Uh, jolt and be like oh let's uh let's check out the fizz biz let's see what's 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 bubbling let's get some fizz in your biz let's go <laughs> luckily fizz biz appears to be one of the first stops on your way maybe it's a cafeteria or uh, a food court type of, that's what i was looking for it's a food it's a food court uh but fizz biz is outside of it and it appears to have its own shop front what do you think the sign looks like what if it's like your traditional like soda bottle made of glass, but with like a little business tie? Okay. Around the neck? <laughs> I like, like a it. tuxedo soda bottle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it could have arms, and it's lifting up what would its bottle cap, like it's a top hat. Oh, that's great! Take Perfect. a Benny for that. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, you guys go over to Fizzbiz. It's a fancy bottle. Uh, there's sort of a sub sign as you guys walk in that says "Join the Carbo Nation." <laughs> she wants to look more into that. <laughs> she you see her mouthing the word "Carbo Nation." <laughs> yeah. Again, there's just piles of sand everywhere, rock outcroppings that have grown up out of the ground or down from the ceiling. The front of the shop, there's no door or anything like that. It's just free and open air leading in. It's a relatively small shop front with several lines of soda machines, the kind that mix the ingredients together rather than being, you know, a can-based operation. Gotcha. But again, there's no power here or anything like that. Yeah, like a... Yes, you guys head on inside. It has rows of soda fountains. And there are a lot of different beverages named here. You see Molten Velvet, Apple Stinger, Frosted Blitz, Galaxy. <laughs> it's like Galax-C, Cherry Tickle. And then the last one is D'Angelo. <laughs> D'Angelo. I want to uh, hop behind the uh, counter and see uh, and start checking where the hoses run into the fountains are fed from. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not going to ask for any kind of roll for that because I think you uh, you can find those pretty easily. I'll say that I am not uh, super knowledgeable about the inner workings of soda fountains and machines, but I imagine there are several compartments that mix the ingredients together that lead back to a tub or a vat of each individual ingredient. Does that sound about right? That's more or less, I think. I know the modern ones like have a syrup box hooked up to them. I don't know about the historical ones, so I don't know how modern these are. I assumed are. that pre-zero was about our level of technology. So anything that would be in our day and age probably existed there too. I worked for about a year at a hibachi grill and I was responsible for queuing up all the drinks. I was the soda jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And there were just like big old syrup boxes that I'd have to refill in each like thing and it would feed through with the carbonated water into the tube. So 
you want to clear it out so you don't get any coke in somebody's sprite. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, set. Go ahead and uh, make me a notice roll as well while you're doing that. I didn't dump notice because it's a role-playing game and that's <laughs> a very important skill. I rolled a four. While you're going around looking for all this, you do note that way far at the back corner of the shop, there is a more traditional soda machine that would maybe dispense cans or bottles. Uh, yeah. Um, or all the syrup ones, like, I'd imagine the syrup's all old and the bags are just, like, shriveled and... Probably, <laughs> yes. Caramelized. Maybe some of them are... Yes, even <laughs> sending off, like, a little bit of a glow. Like, two of them are glowing in a small way. Let's say it's uh, Molten Velvet and uh, Galaxy seem to have this iridescent glow in the darkness, similar to the Cory Crystals. You know, if I was Nakir, I'd give this a shot. But as I'm not, I will <laughs> stay my hand. Maybe if we soaked it in some water for a little bit and uh, let it loosen up and uh, see what it does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, let's, uh, let's check out these cans over here. I'm going to walk back to the soda machine, see what's going on. Uh, oh, is there like a cash register? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a cash register. Let's loot. The thing is, like, if I walk up to the machine, I'd imagine it's coin-operated, and these are coins that probably aren't used anymore. I have a question. Uh-huh. Is it glass? The front of it has a display. It says FizzBiz, and it has that same slogan, Join the Carbo Nation, a nondescript flag rippling in the background, and then each of the individual buttons you can push to get it. I don't think it's glass. It probably looks more plasticky. Okay. So, Set, you can definitely open the cash register and find some old world money. A lot of the paper stuff is just crumpled and moldy and falls to pieces in your hand, but there are a number of metal coins. So I'm going to just take uh, all the metal coins and kind of hold them up to the to see if the coin's about the size of the slot and start pumping it in there and hitting buttons. Sure, so you start dumping coins into this thing. You do find that some are probably smaller but still fit and then uh, some of them are bigger, and you put them in, and it makes that nice little clickety-clack rolling down, and you hear it deposit into a basin of coins with a ch. But there doesn't appear to be any kind of feedback or response from the machine because there's no power. Sia kind of moves her head around looking for door hinges and pulls very solemnly a screwdriver out of her tool pouch. Okay. Can I use repair to get this door off? Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Yeah, go ahead. This will just be a standard repair, target of four. Her repair is a D6. And I'll say that, uh, so success means you do this uh, well and you get it off and it's not a problem. Failure probably means that you you do get it off because all you have to do is unscrew it, but it might be louder or it might take longer or something negative will happen. Gotcha. Fours all around. Awesome. Okay. So what what's it look like as you dismantle this device with your screwdriver? She has to lean forward a little bit more because maybe the screws are lower down and she keeps having to blow her one bit of bang out of her face because it keeps flopping down. Slow progress because she has Yara hands, you know, they got the two fingers, they're a little more clumsy, but she has a very big grip on this screwdriver. (laughs) Like comically oversized (laughs) I think she maybe just put duct tape around it until it was easily clenchable for her. All Yara have the all thumbs hindrance, which gives them a minus two penalty when they're using technology or like mechanical objects. I'm saying that that doesn't apply to you making like a standard repair roll like that because it doesn't specify that in the hindrance. And I think that's a little prohibitive, but for like minute technology, I think that it, it would definitely come into play. Cool. So yeah, you, uh, you're able to unscrew and remove the front door of this mechanism, revealing uh, the inside, which has rows and rows of these multicolored cans of all the flavors that I just described. Cans are probably still good, right? Good enough to uh, check out later. I start grabbing them and putting them in uh, my backpack. Nice. I take two of each. Uh, How many flavors were there? There was Molten Velvet, Apple Stinger, Frosted Blitz, Galaxy, Cherry Tickle, and D'Angelo. So there's six in total. So you have enough for a 12-pack. Nice. Yeah, pull out a 12-pack worth and uh, uh, set those down. Nice. Yeah, you can definitely uh, gather all those up without any problems. If she shakes a can, can she hear fizz inside? Yeah, I think so. She looks surprised. Yeah, the, I mean, they don't appear to have been marred in any way. The pressure appears to have kept. I don't know how long-term soda storage works, and that's what I'm sticking with. It's science fantasy, baby. It's exactly. The Cory preserved the soda. That's yeah. what we're all here for. That's what I signed up yeah, for. Yeah, Cory preserves sugar. Or they could be sugar-free. Mm. Synthetic sugars. It's all stevia. <laughs> 
you get uh, all of your cans into your satchel and uh, you're good to go. See, it takes a magnet of the mascot. Is there one? You mean fizzy? Fizzy, yes. Busy fizzy? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Well, that's his name now. He's like Mr. Peanut, but he's a soda. <laughs> busy fizzy for fizz biz? That's a good question. Is it fizzy busy or busy fizzy? I think it's fizzness business. Fizzness, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know what? That's one of their signature flavors. Fizzness business. I wanted to grab one of the... Uh molten velvets mm -hmm. and crack it open to see if it glows like the uh the bags were glowing an extra one out of the machine and crack that one and look at it sure uh let's let me make a roll here evens it's glowing odds it's not odds it is not glowing hmm. you crack it open it makes that nice hollow cracking open sound and you can hear the fizz inside and you're just like man it's been waiting how long for somebody to come here just for me i'm definitely gonna take a swig out of that so you take a swig. It's one of those uh, where the the fizziness is almost painful at first because of how much it, it jumps and sparkles in your mouth. The flavor profile is cinnamon. It's a cinnamon soda. So I don't know if your character enjoys that or not, but that's what you taste. It's like hmm. a thick syrup. It's actually uh, one of the things that makes Coca-Cola stand out from other colas is it's got a bit of cinnamon in it. Oh, I, really? I didn't even know that, but that works out perfectly huh. because Coca-Cola has that like biting fizz to it that yeah. I love. Hmm. Fun fact. I like that. <laughs> Fun fact. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but I'll, I'll keep these. Uh, I'm going to finish my <laughs> jolt real fast, huck that can behind me, and then continue walking with this uh, molten velvet as we go along. I imagine he has like a jolt bandolier. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's probably not accurate, but... <laughs> hey, you're the one drawing the picture. Maybe I'll have one attached to your belt. Yeah, <laughs> just like two cans on the side. Yeah. He's got his canteen and his jolt. It's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. But even his canteen has a jolt sticker on it. You've collected your soda at Fizz Biz. As you're making your way through the mall, there's a lot of there's a lot of different kiosks from top to bottom, you know, standard stuff like phone repair, they sell phone cases, massagers, different hand lotions, sunglasses. There's an advertisement for bathtubs. And there's like a single bathtub. There's a jewelry hut. Maybe some beeswax. Would uh any of the sunglasses fit my uh Karnic head? That's a good question. You know what? Uh, Karnak existed pre-Zero, so I think assuredly, yes, there are some bigger specs that would be designed for irregular-shaped heads. Maybe there are some that have, um, like, the arms that open up are more elastic-y, so you can oh, bend neat. them at weird angles and stuff like that. But I don't even have ears. <laughs> I'd have to hook them to my horns. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They, they've got little loops on the end. Yeah. Maybe they're, like, malleable, so if you have some spikes, you can get them around yeah, them. Yeah, That's nice. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Just... Uh, they're too dark for right now, though. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna take any of those. I already have some goggles. See, is very excited about the sunglasses because it's her first time to the desert and it's fucking bright. She did not realize <laughs> that, so I think she takes a couple different pairs and is trying them on as they walk. Very nice. I think she settles on one that's like green tinted. Mm hmm. Very, very cool. Very cool. Like Coke bottle green or like neon green. I'm thinking like that kind of iridescent beetle green. Mm. You know oh what yeah, I mean? the mirrored finish. Yeah, definitely mirrored. The other storefronts that were called attention to, there was a Vid Yao, Mind Goggling, Randall's Sweets Emporium, Thread Ahead, and Stewards. Uh, let's go to video. <laughs> it's, it's stupid on yeah, purpose. Yeah, video. It's video. V-I-D. V-I-D hyphen Y-E-O-W. Video. The script is written in like a cursive and there's like a lasso around it and a little cowboy dude who's spinning his lasso. Are the words themselves made of lasso if they're cursive? I like that. I think that that's stupid and it, it makes sense. <laughs> So yeah, there's uh, the cowboy mascot with the lasso. Again, this is this is a deeper and wider stop front than uh, Fizzbiz, uh, but it looks much the same on the inside. Rows of uh, different types of music. It looks like they have a couple of those listening stations with headphones that are dangling. The cords probably haven't been rotted away at this point, just pieces flaking off. Uh, it looks like the cords were also made out of lasso rope. <laughs> are there any uh, tape deck tapes here? Uh... Yeah, I think there definitely are. Are you looking for something specific? No, uh, I would be looking to grab handfuls of them and then 
sorting through them and listening to them and pressing play and then just seeing what the sounds are. Okay, cool. Um, well, how about you go ahead and roll me another, actually for this one, roll me a research. Research is usually for sifting through documents and stuff like that, but I'm going to abstract it to be different types of music. Oh, yeah. That is well. something I am completely untrained in. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and assist. See, so yeah, yeah. that's fine. She's a D6 research. She's a, she's a big D6 girl. Ooh, no, she's failed. <laughs> well, I uh, blew up my wild die. Yes. yes. Nice. I got a 10 with the minus two from being untrained, which comes out to an eight. That's a raise. That's great. Going through these tape decks, I think I think it's a pretty wide swath of choices. I mean, you find an entire tape deck section that is perfectly uh, organized, alphabetized. Uh, it breaks it up by the different genres and things like that. A lot of these are in great condition, too. And you can certainly uh, spool through them and pop them in and, and give them all a listen. It's really any kind of music you can imagine. I mean, there's some Western stuff in here. There's some hard rock. There's some glam rock. Maybe find a classical. What's a band name that you find there, Set Or uh, an artist name? Let me see. I have this here uh, book of random tables in front of me. Perfect. This is a post-apocalyptic book of random tables. And I will go with um, gang names. And I'll roll one of those for uh, some rock and roll bands. The Stone Soldiers. Stone Soldiers. Nice. That's pretty cool. I like that. I was thinking maybe an emo boy band, Thunder Before Lightning. Ooh, that's really good. That was just off the dome, Pickle. You guys are crushing it. <laughs> yeah. I listen to a lot of emo music. <laughs> oh, boy. Sia does or Allie does? I had a brief period in high school where I was provided with a lot of mixtapes, so it's just kind of what I got exposed to. I see. I would imagine that the Stone Soldiers is probably like uh, a stoner rock band, uh, very much a uh, Led Zeppelin, probably very much uh, Black Sabbath-y, slow, driving metal band. I like that a lot. What type of uh, music does Set like? Just because he's curious about a lot of this pre-zero stuff, he, um, uh, I think he just likes finding just weird different things to listen to. So I think grab random ones from each genre and starts throwing them in his bag. How do you know you're gonna like those? I don't. That's uh, that's why uh, you gotta you gotta spend some time with them. Hmm. She grabs a CD that like flakes to dust in her hand. Yeah, the CD flakes to dust. Uh, the name on the case beside it says Rowdy Ronald and his Rangers. <laughs> Rowdy Ronald's Rowdy Ronald's Rangers. She squints and's like, maybe it's better that disintegrated. <laughs> You've done humanity a service this day. <laughs> this will never see the light of day. I just realized this could very Cave of Wonders-esque. It's like, <laughs> Sia, <Gina. Gina>, no! <laughs> She's gonna touch the ruby. But yeah, you can spend some time sifting through the, the cassette decks, finding stuff that you like or don't like, and just fill in your bag of goodies. Yeah, it's uh, definitely exactly what I'm gonna do. Maybe Sia allows him to point out some things that would be worth her taking as well. She doesn't really know anything about this stuff. I put it in a tape and then I press play and it's just uh, ambient sounds like uh, wilderness sounds. And one might be like the desert plains or something like that. And I play it and then I just look really confused for a second and then I take it out and throw it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Ambient traffic noises. What? I feel like Sia actually really likes those. <laughs> Sift through to your heart's content. Could you guys both make me a notice roll? Yeah. Just a flat notice. Oh my, that's an eight. Mm -hmm. I got a two and a three. So I guess my headphones are on and I wasn't really paying attention to anything around me. Okay, cool. Everything is still around you. You're just the, the clacking of shuffling through the CDs and the tapes. Mm -hmm. What would you guys like to do next? Let's uh, head out to that. What was that? The mind? Mind goggling. Mind goggling. I have no idea what that could be. So of course I want to look at it. Maybe it's brain massagers, like those on the the sticks with the, the the legs on them. You know what I mean? And my character just looks confused at what you're saying. Like, what? I've never heard of anything. She makes like, a lot of hand motions to try and explain what she means, but she's not very great at it. Yeah, and I like go up and I'm touching like the horns on top of my head. I'm like, I don't, I don't, um, what? I don't. It get might it. not work the same <laughs> for you. Sorry about that, bud. Well, as you guys uh, continue making your way through the mall, passing some more of those, like a phone case kiosk, you see the shop front mind goggling, and it says it's skate and snowboard gear. 
and inside it has uh, rows and rows of different types of clothing. Much of them have been molded and flaked away, but there's uh, a wall of skate decks. Again, the artwork that was probably very impressive many years ago has faded or been covered over with dust. A lot of big puffy jackets that are missing pieces. And then there's a section at the back that has a lot of snow goggles, protective padding and things that you would wear. Hmm. Do you think these were for like sliding down dunes? I mean, they don't have wheels. Um, as I gesture over to the snowboards. Uh, why not? Yeah. Could could you hook the, one of these up to the back of your 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 car? Uh, and I can I can ride on it. You need to get some rope for that and a handle, but yeah, it sounds like it's doable. She opens up her bag. She has rope. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can probably do something with that. They're kind of big, though. Maybe we should just set this out in front of the store and come back for it on the way out. We'll double back. She grabs a big pair of goggles, though. Yeah. She's pretty excited about them. Are they individual eye thingies, like diving goggles, or is it the one big... It's the one big one, and I think maybe... Maybe it's even big enough to fit her second set of eyes. Oh. Have we seen those yet? No. Gotcha. Not. But I can tell you they glow a light blue. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Good to know. Is there anything that Set wants here? Basically, I see something with wheels on it, which would just not work for him. And then big puffy jackets, which he has no need for because we're in the warm sun. Maybe he'll grab one of the snowboards. He's guessing would be an appropriate size for him. And uh, he just sets that out in front. What kind of snowboard do you grab? What kind of imagery would would pull Seth's attention? I guess snowboards don't really have like colorful decks like s- skateboards they can, do. Why they? Not? Okay. they often do actually. They have all sorts of like flashy images and stuff. It's a Mr. Fizzy snowboard. Yes. <laughs> busy fizzy snowboard. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> is he himself as a busy fizzy skateboarding on the skateboard? Like is it an image of him? Oh, this is a snowboard. Oh, I'm sorry, snowboard. My mistake. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he'd be he'd be catching some mad air or whatever you do <laughs> on the snowboard. I've never snowboarded. I've skateboarded a lot in my own real life, but I've never snowboarded. So, and my character is the opposite. He uh, is more interested in the snowboard than he is in the skateboard. And the thing is about the snowboards is snowboards are generally synthetic, unlike the wooden skateboards. So they would probably still even hold up with uh, the layer on them. Right, right. So you see a lot of molded and decrepit skate decks and then a, a row of these like pristine snowboards that are, you know, still dirty and dusty, but intact. The skate decks would be like dry and cracked. You take them and they just, <laughs> the wood just gives. Yeah, you, you pay, take one down, toss it on the ground, hop on it and it just breaks in half immediately. And now you're like rollerblading with the two different pieces. Is there one well-preserved skateboard? Uh, roll, one synthetic skateboard. Roll me a notice. See if you can find one. I do know of one company that in our world that makes skateboards the same way they make their snowboards. I got a five. Oh, well, with a five, I think you find that one skateboard. It's tucked away in the back and it's on its own, like almost on like a little pedestal, like the like, skateboard of the future. Like in a glass case. <laughs> it's in a glass case. That's fun. She just whips her tail around and cracks it open real quick. And it's a lot louder than she intended it to be. Smash the glass. Yeah. I mean, where can you smash glass freely these days? Hey, you don't have to convince me. Makes a, a tinkling <laughs> clatter. And she happily grabs the skateboard. What does your skateboard look like? You know that three wolf with the moon image where all the wolves are howling <laughs> at it? <laughs> yes. You gather your super cool snowboard decks and you bring them outside and you leave them uh, somewhere you can pick them up on the way out. Totally cool. Sia gets on her skateboard and says, you know, skateboarding technology has really not evolved much since the Zero. I imagine those bearings are almost locked. She like wiggles back and forth on They're not great. You also know that there are in fact hoverboards. There are, but like they're also skateboards. That's true, probably. They're less expensive. That's very true. Yeah, I guess up on the surface, you guys wouldn't have the hover technology nearly as readily. Not as much, I don't think. So, yeah, they're probably Listen, super expensive. We're not expensive. all you Damn skippy. The stores that you still have left to go to are Randall's Sweets Emporium, Thread Ahead, and Stewards. And you guys are, you've, you've moved deeper and deeper into the mall as you've gone. 
let's go to thread ahead look for like something other than snowboarding clothes <laughs> very cool you get there the logo thread ahead it looks like it has a needle and thread just going through it in a few places the needle ends in a little exclamation point like it's tipped upwards but inside i mean it looks pretty standard from the outside lots of clothing lots of uh, things lining the walls different cubby holes with stuff probably a lot of you know rotted moldy clothing but if you guys are looking for something particular, you can probably make a roll and maybe find it. Hmm. Sia really likes Seth's scarf he's got. I think she's looking for one similar, maybe. Okay. Something she can pull over her face when the sandstorm starts. Because she has experienced the sandstorm now and she does not care for it. Well, if you'd like to make me a notice to try to find something in that ballpark, you may. I think it's like you could definitely find something to cover your face. Like that's not going to be a problem. But for she your... wants to be stylish. Oh, yeah. So to be stylish. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Maybe you find some and every time you pick one up, it just disintegrates in your hands. Can I see what she's looking for and then try and find one myself? Yeah, sure. Or what did you roll, Allie? Three oh, was three. my higher. Yes, yeah, so go ahead and roll your notice, and if you get a success, it would even just be oh, either way. Assist. Either way, yeah, as a support, it would still give a plus one. <laughs> I got a three oh, and a God. two. Damn shame. <laughs> oh, it looks like this stuff's all too old. Every time you guys pull, it's just a, a short montage of you guys going through and picking up scarves and watching them turn to dust. We see Sia's eyes getting very much so frustrated. <laughs> this one? No. This one? No. You do find some scraps of clothing that maintain integrity. Maybe they were a longer-lived material. Maybe she can make a scarf. It'll take some time, and it'll probably be difficult with your all thumbs. Probably. We're just going to try. Not right now, of course. Find an unfashionable piece of polyester that hasn't decomposed. It's leopard print and horrible. I thought you said... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think those two things go together, but whatever. Leopard print and amazing. <laughs> The hit of every party, the envy of everyone in the wasteland. It's very Dionysus. Desert, yeah, it's very Dionysus. As you hold it up, I'm going to hang up my arm. You're like, hey, it almost matches. <laughs> very close. It's good camouflage for around here. Well, then I'll take it. I'll take all of it. I'll take the lock. <laughs> and you do. You spend some time perusing through all of the threads. And if you guys could make me uh, one more notice roll, please. That's a note for me. What'd you get? A three and a two. Okay. I got a five. Set, as you guys are going through all of these different threads, at one point, uh, something at the edge of your vision flickers out towards the front entrance of the shop. Uh, but when you turn to look at it, there, there's nothing there. But you definitely caught some movement. While this is going on, I'm going to lean forward and be like, there's something moving behind us. What kind of something... I don't know yet. Let's act natural and uh, head over uh, head over that way. I'm going to start heading out towards the entrance of the door where I think I saw something moving around. Sia follows and opens up her set of infravision eyes. Can she see anything? Are there any heat signatures? Go ahead and make me another notice. Blew up four. Five. No, you scan the area, everything, it's all dark. I mean, except for the beacons of light that you see through the static sense. Everything appears normal. She sucks on her tooth as she's looking around. I don't see anything. Is this the first time I've seen her open her eyes? Probably. Do they emit light or are they just like... Uh, they softly glow. The same light blue gray as her regular set of eyes. <laughs> Probably just because you have your dark vision on. I think natively they don't emit light on their own. They just Not refract always. light. Yeah. And I only say that because I wouldn't want them to be penalized for stealth for <laughs> right. like looking in a direction or something. But otherwise for flavor, I think that's totally cool. Maybe if we uh, head over to the candy shop and see if we can hide a little bit, maybe, and see if uh, we notice anyone coming up behind us. Sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. You head over to Randall's Sweets Emporium. I think it's similar in design to Fizzbiz. You know, there's just a lot of different candies scattered throughout the shop. There's probably an island in the middle that's circular and just has bins of these bulk candies, uh, many of which are empty or just gone entirely or look like... Actually, make me a, another notice roll here. I'm calling for a lot of notices. But... I bet the black licorice is still there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No no notice roll required for that one. Six. Two and three. See it to you. You can tell that some of these have been disturbed more recently and gnawed away at. Mm. A lot of them are just strewn along the floor, too. 
she squats down close to like some nibble marks to get a closer look at them. Ah, uh, these are new, you know, relatively speaking. The bin that you're next to, the candy is, they're called tropical slammers. It's a hard candy. <laughs> they're broken into little bits. Do they smell good? Do you pick some up to smell? Yeah. Yeah, it smells like fruity candy. Huh. It's a hard candy. At least keep. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Are any of the candies in here glowing? Probably some of them, yeah. Not as a rule, like none. There, there's not all of one type that's glowing, but some of them probably cast off that soft glow. There's slapples. <laughs> God damn it. The tagline is slap them on your tongue. And it's like a, you know those snap bracelets? Yeah. Okay, it's like a snap bracelet, but for your tongue. <laughs> fucking got me. Slap it all there and it wraps around your tongue. I'm totally going to use one of those. I'm going to totally grab one and stick my lizard tongue out and just... It goes right on. The elasticity is impressive. <laughs> Snakes around there. It's like a sour flavor. Sour apple. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much. <laughs> In real life, that is my favorite oh, nice. flavor. Oh, nice. Do you like green apple or like regular red apple? Green apple. Red apple flavors? And... I don't know. Do they? I don't think so. I think Not even in jelly beans? Maybe in jelly beans. They just call them apple yeah, it's just, when they're fair. not green yeah. apple. I, I really like green apple. Green I didn't like tasty. green apple when I was younger, but it really grew on me. I like anything sour. Like my mom had some straight citric acid she used for like making soap and stuff like that. And me and my brother used to cut lemons in half, dip it in the citric acid and lick it <laughs> off until our tongues were completely fried. Like sour warheads. Like sour warheads aren't sour to me anymore. Understandable. <laughs> it's, like, it's all right. Yeah, just to build up like tolerance for different sour things like you would for heat and spiciness. When I was little, one time my grandma took me to the movies and I had a bag of sour warheads as my movie snack without realizing quite how sour they were. And I ate mm, almost the whole bag and I couldn't taste for like three days. <laughs> sour plateaus though. Spice keeps going. So you got your slapples. There's one called whippersnappers and it's like a braided rope Twizzler-esque candy. Or a Red Vines family. Maybe they have a lasso edition where it's, it forms like a <laughs> circular braid. Scoots <laughs> in a circle. There's a rain blow. It's multicolored gum. And then the last one, goblets. And it's G-O-B-B hyphen L-E-T-S. And they're advertising like small bite-sized chocolate cups. Looks like the basin of a chalice. And they're filled with different fillings and flavors. Oh, neat. But they're like little Reese's candy size, like little tiny mini. <laughs> Are they wrapped? I love it. So maybe maybe there's a larger size one called gobs, and then the smaller ones are gobs. Are the uh, the goblets? Uh, do they have like a foil wrapper around them that makes them look like they're bejeweled precious metals? Oh, they're individually wrapped. Yes, absolutely. Sia takes one and swirls it under her nose, <laughs> like she's smelling the bouquet. I do want to be kind of like glancing over my shoulder every once in a while to see if uh, anything's coming up behind us while we're sampling the candies. Absolutely. You know what? You're paying attention, so go ahead and make me a notice roll, and I'll give you guys a plus two this time. I feel like she's had her infrasight up pretty much this whole time now. Sure, sure. Like, it's tuckering. You don't normally have them open so long. Ooh, okay. I got a one that time. Uh, I got a math. Nine. Nine. Okay. How about you, Seth? I got five. A five. Okay. So you guys, I rolled a one on my D10 here for stealth. Um, so you guys both get a success with a raise. I think what happens here is while you guys are rifling through the candy, both of you see from the little patch where there had been nibbled bits, uh, there is a small furry head that pokes up out of the ground, just phases up through the ground. Uh, and looks between both of you and then grabs a piece and then goes back down. And its head looks like, it's like a rodent. It looks mongoose-esque or like a meerkat. And it's probably the size of a, a large dog <laughs> from what you could see. See a points at it even after it's gone and says, I need it. Uh, <laughs> uh, is this a, is there another floor beneath this floor? Based on the, the map that you guys saw, yeah, you're still going downwards. There's still some more down. By which I mean below you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's more down. There's more down. How much more down is there? Uh, much more. <laughs> much, much more down. I think uh, I look around. I'm like, well, I I think we should just gather up all the candy then uh, as much as we can because it might come back for that. Maybe make a catch trap. I don't know. We'll try and grab them. That's an excellent idea. Uh, maybe let's set it somewhere high. 
so it has to come out more to get it. She pulls an overlarge syringe out of her fanny pack and she's like, I just need to get close enough to get it with these and, and, and that I don't need it anymore, but just, just a quick jab. That's it. That's good. I was kind of scratching my head thinking about how we would tie something up that can just slide through pure floor. It's just it's just like a shot, right? It's just a little, little jab. Then That's... it's done. I mean, I, I take some stuff out of it instead of putting stuff in. But you, you know what I mean. I don't. But I do. Ugh. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's your nickel. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do this. Set, would you like to make me a common knowledge roll? Yes. To see if maybe you know what this could be. Could a survival roll work? I'll, I'll let you make a survival roll, yeah. I think that could be appropriate here. Spend some time out here. I got a four on the survival roll. You think that this is probably... They're called Surlaps. I spelled it S-U-R-I-L-A-P-S. You know that this, it's a rodent-like creature. It's essentially a cross between a meerkat and a cobra. So they're territorial predators that have the ability to phase through the ground instead of burrowing. But their top half is kind of like a mongoose and their bottom half is more like serpentine cobra. And they do have a mild venom. Okay, that's what I was about to ask. It's like, so the I don't think meerkats are known for being poisonous, but uh, yeah, cobras are definitely known for being venomous. It's like, I think that's a suralap. You gotta be quick. They're a little venomous. Yeah. When he says venomous, her tail twitches. Maybe an excitement. <laughs> you also know that they generally are not solitary creatures. Oh. When there's one, there's usually more than one. And uh, they often swarm. How venomous is venomous? Is it like, what 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 kind? I want to, well, they're mildly venomous individually, but. Oh. I mean, uh, let me think. Uh, do you, Bees? You guys have bees in the city, right? I mean, I've seen a bee in yeah. the lab. They're venomous, right? Ah, I don't think she knows if bees are venomous. <laughs> she knows it hurts. <laughs> uh, do you have a science-related yeah. ability that I you'd like to roll? Okay, go ahead. The D6 science. Yeah, these D6s. They're nice. That's a 10. So I honestly don't know if bees would be considered venomous in terms of nomenclature. Usually a venom is something that is injected either through a... I guess it would be a sting. Mm. So if something is venomous, it means it injects the poison into something. And if it's poisonous, it means that um, like it itself would carry the poison. Oh. Like if you ingested it, it would be poisonous or something like that. That's my understanding of it. Okay. Well, I do know so that bees would be. when bees sting you, it pumps a, just a little bit of poison in, right? Oh, for huh. sure. I was just yeah. wondering over the, the word for it, but I guess it would be venomous. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I was, I, the, the analogy I was trying to make though was, uh, yeah, so like one bee sting from what I understand isn't that big of a deal, but many bee stings can be very bad. So I'd imagine the same rules apply with uh, the surlaps. So how do we hit him? Fast, I would guess. She cracks her knuckles. I am speed. <laughs> She's very confident. I'm game. Let's uh, let's see if we catch one of these without getting caught by the rest of them. Sure. So how do you guys want to go about doing that? Candy trap. Okay, so what does the candy trap look like? She's not a very experienced trapper. I feel like she just puts all of the fruity candy in like a pile just outside the store unless Seth stops her. I would like to see if there's a bag we can fill the candy in and then hang it off of something a little bit, you know? So it's like kind of suspended so the thing would have to reach for it before it mm. got a hold of it. Well, Sia said that she brought some ropes, so you can definitely do that. I think you can find a receptacle to put some candy in. That's fine, yeah. Listen, it's not hemp and rope or anything, but it'll do. I mean, we could find shoelaces maybe here if they have them. I'm sure there's like a, a foot locker adjacent <laughs> foot safe. Oh, it'd be, it would safe be. foot. Sure foot. Pay more shoes. Sure footing. Sure footing. There you go. You look across from the candy shop and there is a shoe store called Sure Footing. We smash cut to them both tying shoelaces into knots and Sia is not doing well. She's she not. cannot not. She cannot not. Uh, so uh, I do have the survival skill if that would be appropriate for making a trap. I think it absolutely would. 
Okay, and I have a survival knife as well. Ooh, gives you the plus, the plus one. one. Yes. So I'll cut the rope to lengths. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And I rolled a four on making the trap. Nice. It takes a little bit of time, not a terribly long amount, but uh, you're able to cut the lengths as needed and stitch everything together. And then you've got yourself a handy bag full of candy and a rope to hoist it up with. So what's your plan? Are you just lying in wait, hoping this thing comes out? And... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Maybe she... Oh my gosh. Okay. So she pulls some of like the garbage clothes that she brought with her that she knows in her heart, she's never going to be able to make it into a scarf for herself. She's not talented like that. So she just kind of piles it over her like a ghillie suit as she waits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Syringe in one hand. I'm going to make a roll to see how long this takes for you. How long you guys have to wait. Actually, you know what? Let me make a smarts roll for the surlaps to see how long it takes this thing to bite. I hope they're dumb. Let's see. It has a, a D6 animal level smarts. So let's see here. I rolled a five. I think that means it's wary at first. Okay, and then it fails with a two. <laughs> so maybe you have to wait like 10 minutes or so. Who's holding the rope? I'll, I'll go ahead and hold the rope. It's my trap. She's the one waiting in ambush, so. What's your plan for catching it? Once it, so you're, you're going to make it appear. It'll, it'll appear to try to get at the candy. She's just going to move very quickly, springing forward. Like she's got her back legs ready to like propel her forward. Okay. So she can just stab it and pull it, you know? Sure. Okay. So she doesn't need to like confine it. She just wants the DNA. Gotcha. Set, you're holding the trap aloft and you guys do see this thing poke its head out of the ground eventually. <laughs> she has first strike. <laughs> If you are within range, so are you? So you're trying to hide next yes. to the trap, okay? And you've gilly suited yourself. I like that. So I forgot you, she had first strength. So, so how about you go ahead and make me a stealth roll? Gladly. And this thing is gonna roll its notice. Five. Uh, I'll give you a plus two for your gilly suit idea because I like that. Uh, and this thing has a D8 notice. It's not a wild card. Oh, blew up an eight. Oh, no. Into a six. Okay. Damn, it's very wary. It comes up, and you guys see it bob up out of the floor and, and take a look around, and then it starts to rise up a little bit further, almost like a, a cobra coming out of a basket from a snake charmer, and then you see its serpentine rear half appear, and it coils on the ground, and it goes over towards the dangling trap and begins to push itself into the air on its, you know, its hind serpentine bits. And when it's just about to reach up to the bag with its nasty little front claws, I think it sees Sia. And then you see it see you. Yep. So I'm going to ask you guys to make an opposed agility roll to see who gets to act first, okay? Okay. This thing has a D8 agility. I also have a D8 agility. I rolled a four. Well, I got a five. You got a five. Okay, so you get to act. Set, what did you get? I blew up. I got a 10. A 10. Okay, so Set gets to go first, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to keep this out of initiative for the first round here. Set, what would you like to do as you see this thing about to go for the trap and then notice Sia? Oh, see, I thought you were saying C-A and then you, and the cut off there. <laughs> Sia. Sorry. Sia what? Oh, wait. Okay. I'm going to rear back on the uh, the candy trap as hard as I can to get it up out of its reach so it in hopes that it would reach up and extend itself further. I like that. You go first, so you definitely make that happen, and then maybe it, as it's starting to reach up is when it notices. That's perfect. So it's now in an exposed position. I'll say it's vulnerable. Yes! So Set has made it vulnerable by making it overextend. Thank you. Welcome. You get to act next. I guess this would be a fighting attack, right? And you're trying to jab it with the syringe? Yep. Yeah, that'd be a fighting. And your goal is is to extract DNA from it? Yeah. Okay. It's probably going to be in the form of blood, but... Yeah, so this is this is going to be a fighting attack, and you get a plus two because it's vulnerable. And I got a plus plus one because it's my martial, martial artist. Martial arts, that's true. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, I'll say it probably doesn't apply probably here. Probably doesn't. I'll take the plus two. Yeah. That's uh, a five. It's a five. Uh, it's Perry's five. Nice. Nice. Uh, do I roll damage? I don't think... I mean, you, it didn't sound like you were trying to damage it. You are just, just trying to get to take, a little jab. It. What does it look like when you get in and jab this thing with your big needle? 
I don't think she's blinked at all since it appeared and she sees its shitty little weasel eyes look at her and she just catapults herself forward using her back legs with her arms like already outstretched like in the position that they need to be in you know what I mean like an arrow Mm -hmm. so she lunges forward and the instant she feels it break the skin and make make contact she pulls the plunger back and whatever blood she can get is good blood it is because yep. there's none spilt. Nice, it's yeah. all contained. So you get a you get a syringe full of this blood, and then uh, the creature lets out a yelp, and then it hisses. It just goes. <laughs> she just says, "Oh, sorry, pal." There is a rattle from its tail as well, but then it immediately rears back and dives into the ground like a dolphin going back beneath the waves, and it just phases right in and disappears. She dusts off her legs and stands on up. So it's like a meerkat. It's like a meerkat. It's half meerkat, half, half meerkat, half cobra, half half uh, rattlesnake. Basically, it's yes. a nebulous snake. I know cobras don't. No, but I like the idea of three halves. These might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three halves make a whole, right? Absolutely. It's got a two tails: one with the rattle, one without. There you go. It's got the double tail. It's a mutation. They haven't ironed that out yet. <laughs> so fashionable. <laughs> They're working on it. It disappears, and you guys are left with a syringe full of blood. Well, you say it so disparagingly. I, I was saying it matter-of-factly. Ah, she pulls out a vial real quick and squirts the blood into it and corks it, it tapes makes, over it. It makes that really nice, like... I do like that noise. That ceiling noise, yeah. And she looks she looks really happy. She, like, wiggles it around a little bit in the low light that she wouldn't normally be able to see in, but... As you're wiggling it in the almost non-existent light, you see the the color of the blood fade just a little bit, and it, for a moment you think that the blood has disappeared, but then it's back again. Huh. It's almost like a little transparent. Well, I've never seen blood do this before strictly, but hmm. that'll be neat to look into. At least it didn't just uh, phase through that glass bottle and splash on the floor underneath you. Oh, no. That'd be unfortunate. Well, now I don't want to put it in my bag. Just holds it. Yeah, nothing happened while you're holding it. Like oh, the blood okay. didn't fall out, the, the thing didn't fall, nothing like that. Although that would be funny if it did. I don't want to. <laughs> the blood I don't just want to you and be like, ha You can't get this blood. But it went invisible, which is a different, really neat thing. Well, this is good. I've got, I got what I came for. And if there's no other, I mean, I'm sure there are other animals, but I mean, one, one is a good start. I think I'm going to take the rest of this candy with us in case a bunch of those things show up and I'll start pelting them with candy. Hopefully that'll slow them down a little bit. I might just start pelting them with like a flurry of blows. Pow, pow, pow. And she makes little like shadow boxing. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you still got that shotgun of mine? Oh, I, she, <laughs> she would have given that back long ago. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not good with them. Oh yeah. I'm not the best, but you know, it kind of, it's a little bit more um, forgiving than a rifle. Point and shoot. Your basic point and click interface. <laughs> the only store that you guys haven't gone to yet is Stewards. To Stewards. What would you like to do now? I want to see what's in Stewards. You feel like you're almost at the lowest point in the mall, and this is the last straightaway, and then there's one more floor lower than you guys. As you enter the hallway that has Stewards, the sign is actually quite plain and looking through the glass you can see that it's just filled with random knickknacks like there's uh, an electric well it's not lit right now but would, would have been one of those electric tether balls you know, oh, like a your, plasma ball yeah like a plasma ball there's plastic toys and just assorted junk that's when my eyes light up <laughs> I hurry into there with very little caution <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, treasure. you go inside there is there anything specific that you're looking for no, because I'm looking for new things I've never seen before. Like I said, it's just a lot of assorted trinkets. There's a wall of keychains with names on them or otherwise just designs, maybe some of which you saw in Thread Ahead or Fizzbiz. There are some crumpled cardboard boxes that have these wind-up toys in them. One of them's just a big cucumber. It's got like a little feet at the bottom and winds it up and it just takes these little steps. For a moment, I was really confused from what a wind-up cucumber would do, but it walks, <laughs> walks obviously. obviously. Uh, obviously, yes. Uh, what other kind of crap do you think you'd find in like a, a kitschy little... Hmm. I, I say crap, but... Is there a Hula Yara or a Hula Karnik? I think there would definitely be a Hula Karnik. The Yara didn't exist pre-Zero, but the Karnik certainly did. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to roll this die to see what kind of Karnik it is. Oh. 
it's a five. So it's a, it's an enormous Dillion Karnak with like the little tiny hula skirt. It's like a 12 inch statue. Nice. Luckily it's not battery operated. So 12 can, inches. Yeah. That's so big. That's it's, a whole foot. I know. That's huge. Yes, it is. Damn. Big old hula Karnak. <laughs> but you wind that up. It's hips oscillate back and forth. It's a wind up one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to grab it because I called that out and now I'm going to grab it. <laughs> nice. That's dashboard material right there. The whole foot it's on your dashboard. It's <laughs> on your dashboard. Yeah, this looks great. That's, uh, what's, what's the ornament. thing that goes to the, f yeah, hood ornament. Yeah, that's definitely going to be my new hood ornament. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. Oh my god. You find a bunch of gag stuff, like there's a, a pair of googly eye glasses and fake mustache, things like that. Sia holds up a fake mustache on a pencil and looks at the statue he's grabbed. Is there a very large oversized fake mustache that would relatively fit proportionately to my face? <laughs> oh yeah, this, this place caters to Karnak of all sizes. You can attach it. I would definitely get that and look at it in the mirror and, and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if they're both standing in front of the mirror with their like fake mustaches on pencils and <laughs> Sia just pulls a disposable camera like a, a Polaroid out of her belt pouch and just snaps a pic of them. Nice. A little selfie in the mirror. The fake mustache that is clearly made for Karnak, it's actually attached to like a clear band that can wrap around your head and snap in with, with one of those little things. Nice. But otherwise. So for the rest of at least this session, I'm going to be wearing that. Like I basically Excellent. like I put it on and then absentmindedly never take it off. As you guys are uh, messing around in here, at a certain point, there's a glint of light that seems to reflect from somewhere out on the hallway, bounces into the shop. And it's sort of like a soft beam cuts across the shop really quick and then cuts back mm -hmm. and then it's gone. What was that? A flashlight. Is there someone else down here? Hello, Season Break Neon Heat listeners. This was the second episode of Silica Valley that we do with our good friend and patron, Chase Absher. If you'd like to know more about Chase and interact with him a little bit, you can hop on over to our Discord accessible through Patreon. That's patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And there are a couple patrons that I would like to especially thank. And those patrons are Michael, Chase, wow, what? Valentine and Ezra. I hope this kicks off the season break for y'all in a fun way. There's plenty more to come. And I would also like to thank Caleb Sunstead, Jackie, Davriel, Zach, Ben Hatton, and Paxton. We hope some of the tumultuous emotions from the season three finale are wearing off for you. I'm still recovering a little bit. Yeah, you know how it goes. For the next episode in two weeks, there is a chance that it might be episode three of Silica Valley. But if things work out okay, it might actually be a very special interview episode. I don't want to spoil it, but keep your eyes on the feed. Two Wednesdays. Music featured on this episode was by Crockett, Wave Shaper, and Marcus D. You can find Crockett at Crockett80s on Twitter and at Crockett.bandcamp.com. Waveshaper you can find at Waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter and Waveshaper1, the number one, dot bandcamp.com. And Marcus D. you can find at Marcus D. on Twitter and at Marcus D.net. I actually did the main theme for Silica Valley. And funnily enough, this Friday is Bandcamp Friday. It means all the proceeds go to the artists. There aren't fees that go to Bandcamp itself. I'm dropping a new album and some singles and a little EP. I'm dropping a bunch of goodies for Friday. So if you want to come and check those out, it's at youseethehat.bandcamp.com. Savage Worlds was created by the, by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at pegging.com. And that is it. We will see you in two weeks, you guys. See you later.